You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything, number 248. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Winning Cures. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Winning Cures Everything. And if you are on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, youtube.com slash Winning Cures Everything. The show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. they got six awesome sports books down there. Let's jump into today. Today we got college football week 11 recap, our playoff predictions, our top 10, and we're going to give you more later on in the week. But that's all we got for today, so let's jump into it right now. College football week 11 recap, brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six awesome sports books down there. They got the Horseshoe. Gold Strike, Fitz Casino, Samstown, Hollywood, First Jackpot. You can find more information on all six of them over at tunicatravel.com. You can find more information on us over at winningcureseverything.com. All of our picks, previews, YouTube, podcast, all that wonderful stuff. If you're on YouTube, hit subscribe. As always, whenever we do our picks, leave your picks in the in the bottom thing. Look, I'm just going to tell you, you go undefeated in your your picks, we're going to let you on the show. Like I'm, I'm totally cool with all that. We're going to do it. <laughs> I right. hadn't talked to you about this, but no, we're doing that. That's okay. You pick seven games. You go undefeated. You're coming on the show with us. We're going to call you up. We're going to get you in. It'll be a good time. Let's go on and talk about it. First things first, we're doing this on Sunday morning. We sat down. We get everything ready to go. We're in the studio. Bobby Petrino gets fired. Bam. That's big for you know a couple of weeks left in the season. He's he's terminated immediately. Immediately, yeah. Not coaching the rest of the season. Does that surprise you at all? I mean, the firing surprises doesn't surprise me. I thought he was going to be gone at the end of the year. It, it's kind of weird to do it now, unless they think was that was the relationship like just that toxic? Maybe. Well, but considering the fact that he's got a lot of family members that that coach for him, we kind of talked about this off yeah. air. It's like one of the reasons. Are they all gone too? Because if so, then who the gonna, hell is left? Who's going to coach the team? And if not, it's kind of like when coaches leave right before yeah, bowl games. Why not and like just maybe him, it's just grad yeah, assistants coaching? Why not just let him finish? Uh, I, I don't. I don't get that. Unless they think we really want to be competitive against the Kentucky game, and and we we want to try to not get embarrassed and or win one big game this year. Now, what would be and funny is if he could do that if they make Brian Van Gorder the interim coach. <laughs> but and surely he goes he's got to be and, it, though, right? And he's he goes out and it. wins against yeah. Kentucky. 
Like, <laughs> I, there's like an uprising. We want to keep Van Gorder. I don't know that there's an <laughs> offensive coach that you can put on there the way they've looked. And considering that fact that Bobby controlled the offense so much. Uh, surely, surely Van Gorder, like, not that he's great or not that I think anything special of him, but he's got to be it. I mean, you would think um, because you don't want, like, I mean, nobody there. You don't want Petrino's son or his brother in law or whoever the hell else is that. Like, yeah. you don't want one of his family members coaching the team because they, they might, I mean, I wouldn't think they would, but they might tank on purpose. Yeah. Like, I, man, I don't know. Like, it, that's a weird situation. I'm going to continue. To fade them. This does not change any of my betting habits at all. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, you think uh, you think Brom takes the job? I, I think they ought to be able to get him a little bit cheaper now that he's like five and five. Ooh, I don't know that. I don't know that. If he's happy and he's five and five, there's a big difference between happy and five and five. And well, his no, no, no. His so this is his dream job. Like it's his alma mater. Like he has come out. He has openly said. That Louisville is where he wants to be the head coach. Okay, well then if they, if, he, if he said that in the past, then it was just whether or not they could actually afford it to fire Petrino and yeah. hire him. I like Jeff Brom a lot. I, He's making I think three point two million a year at Purdue. Is trying to take on Clemson easier than getting through the the Big Ten the West? Big Ten West. See, I think you can win the Big Ten West. I think you're not worried. Quite a bit easier. Well, but I mean, you're still at Purdue, so obviously the you're standard, at a you're yeah. at a logistical disadvantage anyway. Um, it, the standard of winning at Purdue, it's got to be a lot lower than the standard of winning at at Louisville. Yeah, I mean, like he could go seven and five every year at Purdue, and I think they'd be happy. Oh, I think they'd be ecstatic. At Louisville, like you, win a bowl you better game, win, every, win a bowl game every other year. Like yeah. at, at Louisville, you better win. Like at, at Purdue, I think you could make a bowl game every like two, like every every three years. I think Brahms a good enough coach where I don't see a year going by that he couldn't get six wins and make a bowl game. Yeah, they, they might have and trouble if, this and year. And if ever they're a bad team they, and they, they have play five Indiana. wins, they're going to get the academic like bump to get the bowl game. Let's right? uh, let, let's let's look at what Purdue has left this year because they're five and five. I mean, I know the the loss against uh, Minnesota this past week was bad. That was we'll, we'll get to, <laughs> that was real real we'll, bad. We'll get to that, but um, let's see. So Purdue has. Uh, so they just lost to Minnesota, forty-one to ten. I yep. mean, just got that was bad. That was demolished. bad. Demolished, no doubt. Um, and they've got Wisconsin and at Indiana. It is possible they could lose both of those games. Eh, yeah, it's possible, but I mean, it's they, possible they could win both those games. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely I mean, could. So, I mean, who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but it, another part of this could be like if if Louisville had already called Brom yesterday before the game. Ooh. Did that kind of throw him off of his game a little bit? Yeah. I, so that's, that's a little dirty pool. And, yeah, that could just be Tom Herman at the end of the year, what he did yeah. when he was at Houston. Just like, all right, I got this gig. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. I'm out. Like, I, it doesn't matter if I win any of these. It's – who cares? That's disappointing if that's what happened. I'm not going to be happy with that. No, I, I'm with you, but I, it is entirely possible that it happens. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's talk about this. The one that we were going to start with, Bedlam. Oklahoma 48, Oklahoma State 47. Uh, I put this solely on the kicker missing the extra point. Well, and he missed a field goal. And missed a field goal, yeah. But if he hits that first extra hits, point, yeah. then all they have to do is kick an extra point to win. That's and it. Well, not necessarily win. There was still like a minute something left in the game. But Correct. Regardless, uh, Ohio, Ohio, Oklahoma 702 total yards. Oklahoma State 640 total yards. That is 1,300 
and 42 yards of total offense. Big 12 football. No defense whatsoever. Uh, you know who my favorite player from this game was? Okay, who? Just No, no, no. I just want you to guess. I, well, I, I don't I, – I really have no idea. Chuba Hubbard. Okay. That is one of the all-time greatest because, names. Because of the name. Yes. Okay. Well, that and, and, I was he, like, well, and he was way, tough. The way you said it, it's obviously not going to be like Murray. Like, or, I didn't I didn't see know. what happened with, like, Justice Hill as why he was not in the ballgame. Chuba Hubbard got 22 carries, 104 yards, three touchdowns, five receptions for 49 yards. Justice Hill had five carries. So, I didn't see what happened. I didn't even look it up. Yeah. I All I know is that Chuba Hubbard came in. And, and we one of the over. all-time no, he, great names ever. Played well. Played great. Played really well. Not not just yeah. Not so, just well. Pretty unbelievable game. I didn't like the two-point conversion play call. I like going for it there. We've talked about that. Yeah, I'm a the, fan of that all the time. The play call was was good if you have like an all-time great quarterback because you, that is a really difficult throw to make. Well, and you've only got one option. You only have one receiver there to get well, open, it, so it's thing. pretty easy to cover that guy. The, but, no, it, but he wasn't even covered. Like, that receiver was open. No, he open. was open. You're right. He they was threw open, it. and yeah. he will always and forever be open. The issue is... Just a bad... It's a it, hard throw. It is a very difficult throw because you got to throw it way to the outside. That's right. And... It, look, it, Taylor Cornelius had a good game. I mean, he had over 500 yards total off, or uh, not total, uh, passing yards. Can, but like, can can I can I ask you a question? At what point in time are we going to just stop defending Oklahoma, barely beating mediocre teams? Uh, it'll it'll never happen with because, the national media because because you go to overtime against Army, and and Army's pretty good this year, but but they're still Army. Yeah, it's so still you go Army. To, like so you go to OT against Army, you're a two-point conversion away from losing to a five-loss Oklahoma team. Oklahoma State team. Oklahoma State team. And, and you – You it, beat Texas Tech by five with a third-string yeah, quarterback. Yeah, you go, you go all the way down to the brink with Texas Tech, a five-loss team, yeah, with their third-string quarterback. Like, at what like, point I, in time are you still great? I think like so. Why, they, why they do played, we continue to give here, them credit? They played really, really well early in the season, right? Yep. And then as they continued to slaughter teams, they started to kind of just come back to earth. What and and obviously like they fired Mike Stoops. Uh, that defense the hadn't game. gotten better since firing Mike Stoops. No, no. But I, anybody I, can score on them with any type of offense. I think like. Obviously, Oklahoma is one of those teams where you put all of your talent on the offensive side of the football. Correct. And they go, all right, well, we're in the Big 12, so we're just going to try and outscore everybody. And, and their offense is unbelievable. Yes. What happens when they play a defense that can just get one or two stops throughout the whole game? It's it's why I'm curious. Like they, Everybody talks about how, like, for Alabama, like Oklahoma is one of, like, two or three teams that would be able to beat Alabama. Complete horse crap. And I think that's crap. It's just horse crap because Bama is going to make you punt 50% of those those yeah. those drives. And, and, and Bama's going to hold score the football every drive. Well, that and, and defense not, not is that. garbage. Bama will not punt. Not not just that, but like Alabama understand and and other teams. Georgia could do this. Like I think Auburn could do this. Like oh, just they hold will, the ball. And they run. will hold the football yeah. and run, and maybe not Auburn this year. Auburn kind of sucks running the football this year. <laughs> but, but but not against Oklahoma, maybe. But maybe not against. Oklahoma. Maybe they suck because they play against Alabama and LSU and Georgia, and that's really hard teams to run against. I mean, you're you're. But Oklahoma's yeah. not hard to run against. Hell, anybody could do it. No, you're right about that. You this, are so This right. is my argument for why I have UCF higher than these Big 12 teams 
because all they do is score, score, score. Well, UCF just scores, score, scores, and they haven't been beaten. Yeah. And and I'm not saying UCF would beat all of these teams. I'm telling you this. Those teams aren't marketably better than UCF because they play the exact same style of football. Yeah. We're just going to score. We're going to blow up the scoreboard, and if we get the ball last, we're probably going to win. Yeah. And and they've looked out and gotten the ball last like 22 times, it feels right. like. <laughs> I don't know, moving on, where your next point is. I wanted to let us get through the Petrino news. Let us talk about Bedlam because that was an amazing game. I got I to gotta tell you, you, you owe Brian Harrison an apology. Brian Harrison? Yeah. Who is Brian Harrison? The coach that you hate from Boise State. Harson. Harson. Brian Harson. Uh, yeah, no, I've got I've got that on. Uh, it was number seven on my you, list. You, you owe uh, him an apology. No. No, I'm not apologizing for that. <laughs> I, I, I know people at Boise State that were like openly rooting. Obviously, they want Boise State to win, but the reason they want Boise State to win is so that maybe some Power 5 job will be dumb enough to hire Harson well, nobody's going to do that. That's exactly what I'm saying because he is a mediocre coach. Look, here's the deal. They came out and played the game of their lives in that second half. Fresno was up 17 to 3. Like I'm just they gave up three straight touchdowns. And I th- their I offense think, turned I think at to some point garbage. they went into they went into the halftime and they made adjustments. Ugh. That's what coaches are supposed to do, right? Th- this was They're not supposed to go make adjustments. Th- this was not adjustments. This was Fresno State didn't make adjustments. They went out I will, and said, I will we're going to do the exact same thing we've been doing, and they got The Boise caught. kids played tough. They they dominated the line of scrimmage on if, both sides of the ball. If they beat Utah State. And I will give them props for this win. Now, I will tell you this. This sets up a really, really interesting next two weeks because we got Fresno State against uh, San Diego State. State. That's going to be a um, great game, I which think. Which San Diego State, by the way, lost last night yeah. to UNLV. I don't think it's going to be a great game. I mean, yeah. it might have been a look-ahead spot. Yeah. You know, let down look-ahead, obviously. Um, but it, it's still like it'll still be for you know the the conference championship game. Um, so you got that next week, and then the we last week Utah when State. when there are four billion gigantic games going on, all these rivalry games tossed right in the middle of that is going to be Utah State and Boise at Boise on the Smurf turf. <sighs> Boise Boise I mean, did well with the scheduling this year. They they got those two big boys at home. Yeah, and it is not easy to go into Boise and take a W. Now you you got that right because it's I mean it's still a great place to watch a football it's game. It's Still really really cold. I know, I and know. they got some rabid fans up there, man. They Utah are, State will handle the cold better than Fresno, obviously. It, yeah, yeah, very much so. Now I wonder if maybe that was a little bit because once Fresno went up seventeen to three, it's like they just disappeared, just disappeared. I think the coaches and Boise went into the but locker did, room. Did you watch some, that whole game? I'm, I watched a lot of it. Did you watch the very, very end of the game when there was like 15 seconds left? Oh, I know, no. Okay, I didn't so get that late. 15 seconds left, and Boise has gotten the ball back after another fourth down try that Fresno couldn't, you know, convert. Yeah. Once I realized the game was over, I was. They I was ESPN was showing, and they. I'm telling you, there was this much space between where the ball was and the first down chain, and they called a first down for Boise. And not the, it, and it would not have mattered. It wouldn't have made any difference in the world. But they called a first down for Boise, which in turn ended the game. Yeah, just trying to get the game over. They would have they would have gotten the first down. The I just I anyway. could not understand it to save my life. Yeah, they're just at, trying to end the game. I mean, that, look, we've watched the referee uh, umpires in baseball do the same thing. Like this is a blowout. Everything's a strike. 
Like, we're just getting this thing over. <laughs> like, if, like, if you're down by six in the seventh inning, literally every pitch the, the, the opposing pitcher throws is a strike, we're just getting this thing over. We're just getting it done. Bam, bam, yeah. bam. Stats are going up. I'm getting the hell out of here. All right, so off of Boise, Fresno, Clemson 27, Boston College 7. Uh, it was more like – we'll start off with this. Anthony Brown – in the hospital, did you see Steve Adagio's press conference after? Yeah, I did. That was the most heartbreaking. Yeah. And and I like, love Adagio. He's he's one of my favorite coaches in college football. This was football. his moment to shine. Yeah. They had been waiting on a game like this in Chestnut Hill. To come to Boston, for like, for like right. 30 years. Yeah. You know, it, basically since, uh, uh, since like the Doug Flutie-Notre Dame thing, right? Yeah. And, and, you're, and you're talking about an offense that is – so based on precision, you can't just throw another quarterback in there and say run this. Well, it's yeah, because it's like just a, not. It's just not. It's all about precision and time. Their entire game plan went out the window. Well, yeah, yeah. Like there's it, nothing to do I, offensively. I, I guarantee you this: they would have had much more than nine yards rushing. Oh yeah, had Anthony Brown oh, stayed in that ball, no game. doubt. Um, and and obviously, like they had way more. They had a play where they lost like. 40-something yards. No, it was first and 10, and they snapped the ball over and the quarterback's And then quarterback it was like second and 43. 42, yeah. yeah you 42. Can't, I mean, there's nothing you can do with that. And that's after they got a couple of first downs. Like, yeah. they made a couple of plays, and they're putting together a little bit of a drive here, and then you snap it over the guy's head. What It wasn't even like a bad snap. I just think the quarterback wasn't ready. Well, and then it just rolls. Like, it, it, because it, it's it, cold, yeah. and, like, the ground is hard, and that's the way it goes. Um and Boston College did hold Clemson to 129 rushing yards. Defensively, they showed and, – and I don't know that Boston College is – and I don't mean to cut you off there. No, no, you're but, good. But, but Clemson had been putting up 50, 70 points against all these just garbage teams, and I kept screaming, that doesn't matter. These teams are awful, and you can name your number against them if you want to. They're yeah. putting up style points, and everybody's buying in. They played a decent defense, not a great defense, not a top 25 defense in the country, a, a okay defense, and they held them to nothing when Boston College, that defense is on the field all night because they, the offense can't get any drives going. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell like the the weather was affecting Trevor Lawrence. If you think like, this ball, this Clemson, all these people, oh, Clemson's one of the teams that can hang with Bama, you just get over yourself. Get over yourself. You know what I thought during the ball game? I thought, like maybe, maybe Dabo and that coaching staff started to feel a little bad for Boston College. Like, no, and I know that you can't do that, no, but like, you can't. You, do you that know that Dabo is like an emotional guy and whatnot. And he, and you kind of, it's like we could name our number here, but man, they lost their starting quarterback because one of our three hundred fifteen pound, you know, big yeah. Wallies like landed on him. And, and now he's, he's in the hospital. No, and he's not just hurt, but like, yeah, it's it's he, not a it's not a broken it's an, leg it's situation. It's an internal yeah. organ deal, yeah. and and no, they don't know what's up. But yet. I wonder how much info does Dabo have at that? Like, he no, he probably doesn't. He know doesn't that. know. He All doesn't he knows know is that the quarterback that. is out. Yeah, like for the game. I, yeah, he knows I don't. That. Yeah, I don't, but that's all he knows. I, I, you know, I don't know that you. I'm not giving him any any kind of sympathy credit situation there. I think they got stopped by a defense that was on the field all night long. Yeah. And they bend but didn't break, and they held them the best they could. I, this Clemson team is good, but it's just all the people putting them up there with Bama, the difference between Clemson, Notre Dame, and Michigan, and Georgia is nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And I, if you make Clemson a touchdown favorite over those three teams, I would take all three of those teams right now, no question. That's that's big talk. 
No, there's no doubt. No doubt. Because all three I mean, of I, those teams' defenses, way better than Boston College's defense. I, I could – okay, I'll tell you this. Uh, I think that any of those teams could beat Clemson, and I also think Clemson could beat any of those teams. Oh, I'm, I like, completely agree with that. I think they are all very, very equal. And, of course, yes. you like taking the dogs anyway. So, But that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's him. But that's my argument here. I think they're all equal, and everyone's saying that Clemson and Bama have separated themselves from everybody else because Clemson put 70 on Louisville. Yeah, it's like, who cares? Like, I'm, there's no doubt that I know 22 people that are in my cell phone right now that I could call and maybe put an offense together to put 40 on Louisville. <laughs> I mean, I'm not one of them, obviously. I've got some pretty well, no, you just play friends. offensive line. No, I'm going to stand <laughs> on the sidelines with a head, headset on. There you go. But, but like, like, that's <laughs> – that like I think I could devise an offense to put up thirty against against Louisville, like like congratulations. Yeah, but when no, you right. play a team that you should beat up, where their defense is on the field for like eighty snaps, and you can't score more than twenty. Yeah, I mean it's and and I think weather had something to do with it. Um, but yeah, I mean that was. I'm not I'm not making excuses for him. If you're if it was, you want it was to be the a, number two team in the country, you don't get excuses like, well, it was cold. It was a fun game to watch for like a quarter and a half. Well, and once, it was just once, kinda once, eh. yeah, once once you get to halftime and you realize like he ain't coming back and holy crap. And Adazio like, is one of the all time best coaches in college football not like best in quality but like to listen to, to talk to. I mean he's I, I he's can watch Gundy, him on repeat when like, he does that thing where he's uh He's like, what's better than this? Yeah. Dudes no. being dudes. He's so good. <laughs> uh, the the Yahoo um, college football uh, a podcast, Pete Thamel sat down with him, and they talk, and, like, all he wanted to do was talk about Italian food at the North End. Like, like Pete Thamel was trying to talk football, and he just wants to talk, like, ah, I go here sometimes on Thursdays before big games, and I get, a, you know, the meatballs. And it's just, he's such a great guy to listen to. Yeah. And I think he's a really good coach. I like him a lot. I'm biased. I'm partial. That's fine. Part of the Urban Meyer tree. Yeah. Speaking of Urban Meyer, Ohio State 26, Michigan State 6. Uh, Got a good win. Big win. Big win. Ohio State scored 17 in the fourth quarter. uh, Scored the last 19 of the game. They were up 7-6. to And I felt good at 7-6. to And then you watched this game, right? I watched okay a, a little bit. Of okay, it. so it, did you see the intentional safety? No, I had to be on a different channel. For okay, that. it was yeah, seven I, to six. I don't even know. I don't even remember them talking about it. Ohio anymore. State's special teams was lights at their punter down the ball like like five times inside the five. Now he's pretty good. It was just remarkable to watch this kid, and at one of those instances, Michigan State runs three plays. They are still on their own one yard line. Ohio State, you can tell, is lining up for a block. And this is still in the third quarter, so it's still 7-6. And Michigan State, at this point, like they had been trapped inside their own five, like three straight possessions or something like that. And rather than allow Ohio State a chance at a blocked punt, they snapped the ball over the punter's head intentionally to make it 9-6 to so that they could come back and now I'm assuming this is what they did. I mean, they they hadn't talked about it. And get a free kick. Get a free kick and flip field position. That's right. Huh. Like they, they were trusting their defense. I, I the issue with the free this. kick was they kicked the ball out of bounds. Yeah, you can do that. And which flipped the field position right back. That's right. And then from there it was just over. 
Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't ever seen that. I kind of like the strategy, though. I mean, if you got, I mean, flip- it makes sense so long as everything else goes exactly right. But I still think you have to make them block the punt. Like, get your team together. Well, tell them not, no. It's not the. It's not a make them block the punt. Even if you get the punt off and it's just a crappy and, punt. Yeah, you're still gonna get. They're gonna get the ball to yeah. 35 or whatever. So, so I get. I get. I kind of understand. Like, do the we situation. give up two points or do we give up seven points? Yeah, that's it. I, I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not opposed to that. That strategy. Mm. Here's here's the thing I like. Ohio State went out. And they beat up a team that, that we think is pretty good. Yeah. The the one thing I don't like is all these Ohio State guys beating their chest. Now, I, I, get, I beat them up a lot. But they're all beating their chest talking about how, like, whoop, everyone says we can't play defense. And look what we just did. We played great defense. Against maybe the worst offense you're going to play all year. Yeah. Like, like Lewerke did not look good, but like, he's not looked good in a lot of games When teams shut LSU down, like, Okay, like shut down a good offense. Well, and, and, and another part of this, shut down a bad offense and then beat your chest that you shut somebody down. D'Antonio is is going back and forth between Rocky Lombardi and Brian Lewerke, and I don't get it. Like when you do that, like the two quarterback system, like I rarely see that work. No, I don't. I think this. I think Michigan State. I think they know this is obviously not the year they're going to play. They've already got too many losses. They're they're not really playing for much. They're going to let their defense control the game. And offensively, I think he's just trying to figure out who they are. And if in one of these games, one of these guys takes over, then he can make a decision. When, and and Lewerke has just, started to take over, right? Like he, And it's not – he didn't score a touchdown or anything like that. They, they, got, they had a touchdown taken off the board, yep. uh, which turned into a field goal. So, like, rather than being up 10-7, they were down 7-6. And, like, it, it, everything seemed to be going pretty well – Midway through the third quarter, correct, and then just the wheels fall off. Everything fell apart. Let, oh let me my ask God. you: So, is this the biggest win for Ohio State all year, or is Penn State the biggest win? Because I'm trying Penn to figure State. out what their best win is. And Penn State's going to win out. So at Penn State, yeah, Penn State's going to win out. They're going to okay. finish with their losses. You know that that would have because be this it. is not a great Penn State team, and this Michigan State team actually beat Penn State. So at, and then I mean there was there was at State College there was TCU, yeah but um, that's not a good win now I mean TCU is a dog team man at, but that's it, but that's what I'm saying like it, they've got a they team, don't have any other good TCU, wins they get no it's, everything else is just kind of eh. no you know so whatever okay uh, let's talk about the SEC uh, two big games Bama 24 Mississippi State zero Georgia 27 Auburn 10 uh, let's talk about the Georgia one first okay. Georgia and and we don't have to talk about anything other like Georgia can run the football. Correct. They have they've figured out their offensive line problems and they are they're running the ball. Swift looks fantastic. Uh, now that he's you know done with the groin injury, he looks like the Heisman Trophy candidate he was supposed to be. Right. What did you think about Georgia's fake field goal up twenty seven to ten with just over three minutes left? I, I didn't understand it. I didn't know the reason for it other than just Kirby just won't. Well, Kir- Kirby it up said. On. Wait, like, here, look, if we kick a field goal, we're still only up by 20. That's yeah. still, like, that's less than three touchdowns and three extra points. Like, if we score the touchdown there, then it's a four-possession game. And But I'm like, okay, but all you were going to do is kick an extra point, so even then it's still three touchdowns and three two-point conversions. Yeah, it so like. It I, I get it. Regardless, okay you're it. gonna. But are they really gonna be able to score three touchdowns in my, three minutes? My thought process is this: if you're going to do that because the math tells you you want to get this to a four possession game, my my argument is then then why or make them make 
two, three extra point or three two point conversions. Sorry, then my argument is run a play, but but why why fake a field keep, goal? Keep that fake field goal in your pocket. You might need that. Yeah, like why show that to Bama or to some you know unless you're wanting to show like unless you're wanting to put that out there like because obviously like teams will do this just to give something for the other team to have to prep for right yeah but that's dumb because so bama preps for it that means you still can't run it because now bama's prepared for it i would rather not show it and know that they're gonna be when you play alabama they're gonna have they're, they're gonna be more prepared than anybody else in the country so making them take an, an hour out of their day to to watch for this just means you can't run this because they're going to be ready for it and yeah. they're going to stop it when you need to. Yeah. No, you're I, that's, right about that. That's my thought process. You 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 handily have this game. I'm not showing out. I'm literally as soon as this game's up by two scores, I'm as vanilla as I can be running the football knowing I can get first downs, drive and still score every possession with our kicker and our offensive line and the running backs, and I'm showing them nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. All right, let's move over to Bama. Uh, so, Alabama, yes, offensive, or defensively shut down Mississippi State. Mississippi State shuts down Alabama's offense, holds them to less than 300 yards total offense. Uh, Tua goes out with a quad injury, and, you know, he, his sprained knee is still a problem. Uh, I think same the, leg, right? Same leg. Yeah, yeah. It's it, that's oof. what's tough. That's what's it's, tough. Um, the biggest thing that came out of this was the the same crap narrative of the referees. You can trying say to it's help. a crap narrative, but the Gary, the videotape doesn't lie. No, I will say this: there were missed calls. Like there were bad missed calls. Like I could not believe how fortunate Alabama was with the the shutdown the the shutout should not be something Alabama's bragging about because that is openly agreed. taken away from agreed um no, I mean it's still on the scoreboard so but obviously that, but it's still but there you, but you get but you get what I'm but that's not I do something get what you you're can saying. brag about I I do get what you're saying I know no Alabama fan or player or whatever should be bragging about holding this state team to zero especially after yeah after taking two touchdowns off the board right yes um now the the fumble in the first like on the first drive correct i hold that more on mississippi state coaches no you can't do that because this isn't the nfl they don't get challenges yes they do no no they don't and then when you call the timeout if it's found to be your favor and it still flips it's not the NFL. You don't get that timeout back. Yes, you, you get the challenge lose. back. Yes, you do. That's what the rule is. You get the challenge back. You can use it one more time in the first half. You you shouldn't have to waste it, man. You know you that was a pretty easy call. So so here's my problem. I I haven't done this research, okay? I I've literally there and he is a Mississippi State guy, but but there is a um a, a a Mississippi State sports guy. He used to do SEC country before SEC okay. country got shut down, and uh, and whatnot. And is he, it Matt Wyatt? Yeah, that's okay. it. I was about to say I yeah. can't. I don't remember his last name, but but he like did some digging or whatnot. The guy that did the phantom like blocking the back car or whatever is an Alabama grad. I saw that. I saw that. And, and his dad played at Alabama under Bear Bryant. How would they allow... We have 400 million people in America. Hold on, hold on, How hold on, can hold on. we not come I, up with six people? That's, that's not... That, that is... It's not accurate. 
All, all the stuff that Wyatt is talking about is not accurate because there is a rule in the SEC referees rule book. Where I know that they I, will not allow I, somebody somebody to, to ref referee their own yeah. games. They shouldn't like, be allowed to ref in the conference if they went to any school in the conference because it's not possible for you to be unbiased. What if he's referring a Tennessee game or an Auburn game oh, and, that, and I, you I know that I don't they know hate he, those teams? I don't know where he went to school. I don't that, like. But, I don't know where just, he went I'm to school, but I know the rule. The rule is a bad rule because it just says you can't ref this team, this game, your team's game. But all of these teams in this conference are connected by hatred. I, I agree with you on that. So that so so it's a bad like if you went to school in the SEC, it's you can't reason, ref in the SEC. It's another reason why referees should one they should be paid more, and oh, two no. they, they should, should be full time. And but I yes, think college your refs should are be taken full time. Into, no, the NFL is the one that's not. No, college refs are the same as the NFL. That's then that's like, dumb. I, but I mean, that's the way it goes. It's a there's enough game. money. We're we're literally putting waterfalls and putting greens in in these locker rooms for players to play in. We have enough money to pay people a livable salary to do a pretty damn difficult job. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. It, the issue is that uh, that everybody wants to keep that money. But that's right? but that's, like the referees are NCAA hired people in the NCAA. While they do make a ton of money, they do not make what the leagues make or what the conferences you just, make. You just, you just tax the schools and you take it and from with, them. That's what I would do. You just absolutely say, look, we're we're drawing a line. If you're building six hundred million dollar facilities, I'm going to need about five million dollars so we can pay all these damn referees. Yeah, because we literally have forty schools that have billion dollar facilities. Yes, we can't come up with enough money to pay. A hundred referees, full-time employees, salaries. Let's move off of that one. Let's talk about another salary. Cal 15, USC 14. If you stayed up for Pac-12 after dark, you were awarded. You got to see a really fun football game, even though it was only 29 oh, points no, scored. Low scoring, that's fine. It's still a good game. USC is now 5-5. Five and five. Yep. They play a uh, an improving UCLA team and then Notre Dame to close out. If they go five and seven, do they replace Clay Hilton? Yeah, I I think they replace him anyway. I mean, Lynn Swan said like it doesn't matter what happens this year. Like we're gonna let him. We're gonna let him do his thing. Well, okay, maybe but, because they think oh we lost a you know we turned over a bunch of talent. I don't know. But but I mean, look, say James Franklin puts out there, eh, I might be interested in coming to L.A. I definitely think it's James all de- Franklin an upgrade. Oh no, I I think he's an upgrade. I think he is too. I think he's a really good coach. Okay, I let's let's be, be honest let's here. let's be real. Yeah. I yeah, I don't think they're on the same playing field. Um, I think this is where being an athletic director is kind of a complicated thing, and you have to have trust in um, agents, which is kind of a hard thing to do, but. Well, the way it's the way the game is shaped today, like it's the only way to get business done. If you can have backdoor conversations and find out who's actually interested in your job, and you find out a Franklin would would be interested, then yeah, you make the move. I'd be doing that, but right if, now. But if you're if you don't know that information, your program is not in a great spot to just say, well. But I don't know, man. I mean, surely you would think even if Franklin didn't take it, what if you say, hey, Brom. You sure Louisville is your dream job? Like, like I've yeah. been to Louisville, okay? And I've been to L.A., and they're not the same. Or Campbell at, at Iowa State. Like, all of these guys are way better or, head coaches. Or Kyle Whittingham at Utah. Like, I understand he's, like, yes. you know, in his late 50s, but 
No, I'm not. But I'm not afraid of an. He's older, a he's a hard nosed coach. coach. I mean, Bill Clark is one of my favorite coaches in college. And football. what is he like? 50? Yeah, he's 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 mid fifties. Probably. No, I think he's Early I think he's forty nine or fifty. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's right there. Right, I'm, uh, I'm which means he's still got the good like yeah. 15, 20 years I'm, left. You don't have to. You don't have to be. I mean, and very get, rarely is anybody going to stay at a school for longer than like 10, 15 years right. anyway. So like like yes, if you could get Lincoln Riley, it'd be great because he's like twenty four, but. Lincoln Come Riley on. ain't coming out to L.A. But I'm just saying, you know, but, but yeah, I, I, you get what I I'm saying. Understand you don't the have to just go get the 20-year-old. Yeah, I understand the premise. Um, all right, let's move off of that. I've got three games that, for the most part, locked up divisions. Okay. Pitt, 52, Virginia Tech, 22. Bam. Northwestern, 14, Iowa, 10. Our boys. UAB, 26, Southern Miss, 23 in overtime. Uh, Pitt pretty much locked up the ACC Coastal. Uh, they have to win at least one of their last two, and hope that. Uh, well, no, at, at that no, point they just. I they think win. they. I think they get it if they win. Yeah, one it's of the locked two. up if they win one of the two. Yep. Because um, they own most of the tiebreakers, right? They own all the tiebreakers. Yeah, basically. That's it. <laughs> like they've only got one loss in conference. That's it. Um, would it be fun to watch this pit running game against Clemson? I'm going to tell you this. I, this they like, had like 495 said, yards Clemson, rushing. Clemson is probably going to beat them. And they might beat them handily, but they are not the monster we think they are. Now, Pitt has improved drastically. Like, drastically. Who would you say, first four weeks of the season, more improved right now? Temple or Pitt? I'd roll with... I'm not saying who's better. Oh, man. Who's more improved? Because, remember, Temple lost to Villanova. I didn't know Villanova had a football team. Yeah, but Pitt was like... Pitt was getting trounced, and, and they, they were getting they, they were, were getting trounced by like good teams. But they were getting like, embarrassed by yeah, pretty good. It was teams. like fifty-one to thirteen to or no, fifty-one to six, I think, by Penn State. Like forty-two to seventeen by UCF. Like they were getting humiliated, and then like they they flipped a switch after yeah. that UCF game. That's it. And they've, um, they've been so much better. Like they, uh, they're running the way, game. It, like Narduzzi, big, I knew would figure something. Big out. Big win but, for UCF on the on the on the conference. We're going to talk about. Big wins. I mean, that's a pretty damn good win. What against Navy? No, against Pitt. Oh, against Pitt. Yeah, and yeah, no, no. against I, Pitt. Dude, I've been talking about this for two weeks now. Like, yeah. if Pitt wins the Coastal, that helps out UCF in the playoff race. Like, what so if, long as they, other chaos. What if they ensues. beat Clemson? Can you put UCF in there? They beat a conference champion, and they beat the hell out of that conference well, they, champion. Yeah, they too. they beat the hell out of a Power Five conference, conference champ. champion. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, yeah. what? What does that do to people? Uh, I mean, at that point, like, UCF has all the ammunition that they need. Well, let's say Cincinnati wins out other than that. And let's say, you know, Temple and all these other teams, like, continue to just win. And the, and the AAC gets, the, like, the three only, or four teams. And we talked about how the top 25 just ain't great. What no. if the AAC gets, like, three or four teams in the AAC and they've got wins over all of them? And then they'll have a win over a Power Five conference champion. Now, th- I'll tell you this. I mean, I know hurts, we're, this is a lot of what ifs. What hurts UCF is Bam. that the the AAC West is very mediocre right now. Like, Houston, but they still played a bunch of those other teams in the East. It, yes, they did. Like, but South Florida losing again. Yeah, like that's three straight losses. Not good. That's it. So, but they if, were all three straight losses in conference. Uh, and that just shows the conference is pretty good. Yeah, but you understand how that works. Like, if everybody's beating everybody, everybody's going to say, ah, it's a down year. 
No, like, which is crap. I understand. That's garbage. But that's garbage. You can't do that. What helps them is Cincinnati next week will probably be a top twenty-five team. Yeah, so they should that be. will give them a I, win over a team that was. They absolutely the the should 25. be a top twenty-five team. Yeah, I mean they're nine and one. Like absolutely. Um, anyway, so yeah, so I, all right, uh, we, Northwestern, Northwestern fourteen, Iowa ten. Man, love this. Man. What has happened to Iowa? I don't know. They've lost three straight now, and and they have lost games like so. 30 to 24 at Penn State, totally reasonable. That, that that's normal. 36 that's, to 38 at Purdue, and this is the same Purdue team that just went and only could put up 10 points on Minnesota. I, I, that, um and I understand you, like Purdue is I, I, you I get might that. be right on on Brom have gotten the call. Yeah. That might be it, a, that made no sense. You might be it might be a fade Purdue the rest of the year kind of thing. Yeah. I, I really think that's I think that's what might have happened. Um I don't know, but Northwestern man like it like they're going to Indy. This this team is so frustrating to watch. I I watch every minute of most all of their games. They drive me insane. I have lost almost every bet all year on them. When I bet on them, they you they didn't they, lose they, they drop. When when I bet against them, they 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 win. They win big. This week I bet on them. Got money line on them. Loved every bit of it. I, yeah, what happened? I was offense is. It, well, it, can Northwestern's like, defense just clamp somebody down like that? I think they can when they want to. I mean, they've shown that. Man, it's crazy, right? It, it's Pat Fitzgerald is a good good coach. Yeah, he's a good coach. He, he just drives, plays to the level of his competition. He drives me insane. Uh, UAB twenty six, Southern Miss twenty three. UAB is playing in the CUSA conference championship game uh, against either Middle Tennessee State or somebody, which. It could be. I, they play Middle Tennessee State in the regular season. In the, in the last game in the of the year. In the last game of the yeah. Yeah, and they, they could play them in back-to-back weeks. Um, big, or big against 12 situation. Type or thing. against, uh, uh, they've already beaten Louisiana Tech. Uh, who else is? I don't know I don't who know else who is. is in, in that conference. They, uh, that's, so, that's good. That would uh, be up there. Well, North Texas is pretty good, but then North Texas went and got beat by Old no, Dominion. They've got, they've got a couple of losses. But that's not a conference loss, is it? Yeah. I mean, it's a it, it's a, yeah. I didn't know where Old they're Dominion both in the was. conference USA. I didn't know where Old Dominion was. That's uh, being honest. Let's see. Well, they're they're in Virginia for one. Well, I know they where are they the co- are. <laughs> I didn't know they were in conference USA. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell. Uh, Middle they were Tennessee in. State is six and one in conference. Um, Florida International is five and one, and they've got two games left. Middle Tennessee State plays Kentucky this weekend, and and they close out with UAB. Maybe. So if Florida International loses to either, well, no, Florida International. Owns the tiebreaker of Middle Tennessee State, so uh, FIU plays at Charlotte and Marshall to end the season. So more they than likely, win, it will if be they FIU. Win one of those games, they'll they'll play UAB. It'll be FIU and UAB, and the okay. game it appears is going to be in uh, UAB. Yeah, at Birmingham. So that's. I mean, look I'm at, gonna tell you this, man. Look at Legion was, Field. If it's a slow week, I might drive over to UAB and watch that game. That could well. It won't be a slow week. It's conference championship week. I know that, but I. <laughs> oh, I yeah. I might still do it anyway. It's not like I can't watch TV on all. Depends the rest on of the if games. you and I go to Indy. Oh no! If we go to Indy, that's a whole different ball game. That's different. So unless the game is on like a Friday, yeah, like you don't think that's on a Friday, right? It might. It might be a, one of those conversations. Hey, let's not. Hey, we gonna figure this the, out. Let's right not now. compete with the rest of the guys. Um, I mean, it's possible because like the uh, the Pac-12 championship is, you know, uh. uh is on Friday night. That's it. Yeah, the Pac-12 so, is definitely on Friday night. It's not with the rest of them. 
Let's see. Conference USA Championship game is scheduled for. What if it's a Thursday night game? I doubt it. That would be smart, though. You're going to get a bunch of eyes. You own the country. Yeah, but at that point, like. Wouldn't that be great, though? You own the country. You get all the eyes. Everybody's watching you. It will be Saturday, December 1st ah, at 12.30 p.m. Central Time, televised for the first time by the league's longtime broadcast partner, CBS Sports Network. There you go. So, uh, the end of the game will be going on while Alabama-Georgia is on, and nobody will watch. Yeah. So, I'd still, what it is. I'd still go. Let's see. Uh, move on from that. Tennessee 24, Kentucky 7. Football is a very emotional game, especially for kids that are – uh, somewhat talented, not like kids that can play above their heads, like Kentucky has done all year. When you had two emotional games back to back, and then you go play somebody that you are about a touchdown favorite over, who has played basically like crap all year, and everybody is pushing you up. Oh, New Year's Six Bowl. With that loss, does that move Kentucky out of a New Year's Six? Oh bowl? yeah, no, I I think so. I think so. I mean, let's say they beat Middle Tennessee State and Louisville to end the year. They finish 9-3. and three. We've seen what the rest of the top 25 looks like. I think they could still finish top 15. Oh, no, I, I don't disagree with that. But I think because of the New Year's Six Bowls and Bowl affiliations, I just don't think they're going to get in. I think if they, if they brought – like if they want fans to show up, yeah. 100% they would bring Kentucky in because those fans would absolutely show up for a game. But if you're talking about – hang on now. How many SEC teams do you think we're getting in? So let's say Georgia doesn't get into the playoff. So you got Georgia going to go to a New Year's Six Bowl. And then you got LSU. LSU is going to go into a New Year's Six Bowl. I, the only other know, one is Kentucky. Well, that's it. No, you're probably right. But are, are they going to let more than – then two? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I could see it. So, Big Ten got three in last year, but they didn't have a playoff team. But then, as I said, I don't think didn't we've ever a, had more than three. They didn't have three. a playoff team. I don't think we've ever had more than three. But I don't know that we should. Maybe I mean, not. it's a bowl game. Just because it's a New Year's Six Bowl and it's considered bigger than the others, none of them matter. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, let's talk about Big 12 Madness. Okay. Iowa State Baylor ejections. Iowa State won this one 28 to 14 and David Montgomery got kicked out of the game. They they he, threw he rightful, down He rightfully should have gotten kicked out of the game. Well, and and the other guy obviously rightly should have gotten kicked out too. I I'm one I'm one to punish the team that starts this stuff because once it starts Well, the the guy you can't from Baylor predict. is the one that like started throwing punches. Like did that, you see that, that kid? No, it doesn't matter. The, the guy when, jumps over the referee. I get it. to punch at, Hang at Montgomery. But that's this is my problem in once it all starts, all hell breaks loose and you can't really control what 18, 19-year-old kids are going to do. But when you put your knee on somebody's throat and you have your hand on the other two kid's face mask, yeah. holding them to the ground, anything that happens after that is because of this trigger. Yes. And therefore, this is the guy that gets punished most harsh. And everything else, not appropriate, but excusable. We understand yeah. you're not going to do that to my teammate. And I don't care if there's a ref there or not. All right. The reason this is a big deal, Texas 41, Texas Tech 34. Iowa State's got a big game coming up. Big, big game. So, is David Montgomery going to sit out like this game or the first half of this game, or does he is he suspended at all? If like, you're, if you're gonna what if you're gonna be a disciplinarian and run a a good, clean program, yeah, he should miss the whole damn game. If you're trying to to win the Big Twelve, because you beat Texas and West Virginia wins, you go to the Big Twelve championship. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I I get trying to win, but but your kid made a mistake, and he made a big mistake that was selfish and can cost his team. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it, was, it was a humongous deal. Yeah. And with Texas winning last night, that just made it even that much bigger. Uh, let's talk about uh, here, the last two, because we have gone long today. Right. We appreciate you guys sticking around with us for this whole thing. Uh, Wake Forest 27, NC State 23 from Boom. Thursday night. Chris hits a plus 835 money line. Woo! And NC State is the garbage team that we thought they were. I I almost hit two plus because because if Bedlam goes my way, yeah, twenty point spreads, twenty point spreads, bet the dog have the stones to put some money on the money line. I, I needed that two point conversion. It'd have been the most profitable <laughs> weekend I've had in a long time. Um, Wake quarterback Jamie Newman, twenty two out of thirty three, two hundred ninety seven yards, three touchdowns against uh, a backup quarterback that's never taken a snap. Yeah. That's this is what NC, NC State, State is like. Congratulations, you've only got three and, losses. And everybody talked You're about a NC garbage State team. Everybody talked about NC State making a New Year's Six game. That's, I, and I don't think that's just happening. A garbage either. team. You've beat up on nobodies. Finally, my worst beat of the week: LSU twenty-four, Arkansas seventeen. LSU's up twenty-four to three going into the fourth quarter. They give up one touchdown. Yeah, they're still covering. Yeah, this right? is all garbage time stuff. Still covering when they're up twenty-four to ten. Correct. They give up another touchdown. Yep. Now they're not covering. Now they're not covering. And they drive the ball down the field. Yep. And Nick Brissett has a touchdown run with about a minute left. Wide open. And he and he, and he goes down. He, he slides. He goes down. And, and I can understand that. It is the right football move. But but it is the right football move. If, if you're going to kneel it well, afterwards. Yes. And, and instead, they ran two more plays. So uh, and they I, go down on purpose the second play. No, no, no. Hold well, the on. first play. No, the first the first play again wide open for a touchdown and he goes down at the he's, one yard he line. He slides at the one yard line. And then the coaches are telling him what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like score. Yeah. So they run another play and they get stopped that And play. they get stopped that play and then and then, then they nail it. it. Yeah. So so Clay Travis brought up an interesting Thing here he okay. said he said it's pretty obvious what happened here coach o had lsu minus 13 and a half nick Brissett had arkansas plus 13 and a half so every time they gave it to Brissett, he would go down <laughs> i i wonder i wonder how much o is caught because he has very much made it clear i'm the ceo i'm i'm, I'm hands off of micromanaging this I want to know how much is that Imziger, how much of that is the running back's coach. Like, obviously, there is miscommunication somewhere. The right play is to take the kneel and, and kneel the game and, and kill it. But the right play is – I don't like running the play. I said this the other day when, when well, the, um, the it right happened, it happened in the score. NFL. Like, it's, no, it's, at, it's at that no, point, it's go on and score because no, – No, it's not. Well, no, because when he did it, Arkansas still had a timeout. Arkansas still had all three timeouts. No, 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 no. When when you he did, they only had one timeout. When, so go on and score, go up by two touchdowns, and that way it doesn't but matter. But if you but if you kneel it, it doesn't matter either. Like the game is over. All the touch, all the timeouts in the world don't matter. I couldn't figure out what like they the were. math works in the sense of you just kneel it. I don't. 
once again, we, we gave Todd Gurley credit, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Everybody else did, and I crapped on him because <laughs> because he didn't go down. He was tackled. Like, he, he didn't make a smart move by going down. He was tackled. You don't run a play because what happens if that, that second run where he could have easily walked in and he gets tackled and he, as soon as he gets hit, he slides or whatnot? What if the ball pops out? Like, what if they get it, they run it back? Like, now we got a tie game, we're going to overtime. Yeah. Like, what What are we doing if you're – the smart play is to kill the clock, kneel the game, ball game is over. As soon as they got the first down, it's ball game. Arkansas mathematically cannot win if you just kneel it. I know all the gamblers wanted it. I had them. I wanted it. I lost money on that. But it's just one of those things where it, you you – I don't know why they're running plays, and I don't know where the miscommunication is. And I don't know, like, is that Imziger's call? Is it O's call? Like, who's calling to run a play? I mean, it's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. And here's the thing. We'll we'll never know because nobody's going to ever say, like, well, this guy the, called it or whatever. The amount of crap on Twitter about we need a federal investigation into point shaving on, on Nick Brissett. It, I will tell you this. It does. I will, I will tell you this, though. Now that gambling is more of a thing, I mean, it – like you, you, it's one to be talked about. Yeah, because it like because the obviously gir- the girly play did the same thing in the NFL. It would have pushed the over. It hit every teaser, and it yeah. would have covered a couple of lines based on where you got the spread. So, like, were you doing that because you had money on the game, yeah. or your it's, buddy had money? Did somebody tell you go down? I mean, what what like, happened? What what? And obviously, I don't think there's any communication going on on the no. sideline. But I think at that point, it's like, hey, if you get a chance, like. These conversations and people who say I don't think that happens. Look, I am. It happened. It happened in Memphis years ago. Yeah, I am actually closely related to that was, people. That was basketball, right? Yes. Yeah. That that were bringing shoe boxes of cash to assistant coaches to point shave at Memphis and did federal time for it. Like yeah. I, this is it this stuff happened. Now I don't I don't think it happened. I don't think it happened in the girly thing. No this this was probably just miscommunication. Yeah, one guy's telling a guy one thing, probably. one guy's telling a guy another. Probably is the caveat there. Whew, what a wild week. What a wild week. We went 52 minutes on this. It was a good week of football. It was a really good week. It was a really good week. All right, this is one of our longer videos. That's all right. If y'all hung around for all this, appreciate we appreciate it. you. Hit that subscribe button for us. We do this every week. It's not always this long, but uh, you get the point. Um, go down to Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Look. You can watch and wager on any of the games down there at any of their six sports books. Fantastic stuff. TunicaTravel.com is your place to get more information. And, as always, go over to WinningCuresEverything.com. Hit subscribe on the podcast and on the YouTube channel. You can follow us on social media, Twitter, uh, Facebook. We'll be back later on this week. We'll be back. Uh, no, I don't know. we got playoff predictions and whatnot. Hey, go, go check out the other videos. we got a whole bunch more coming up. College football, week 11, winning cures everything, top 10. I don't think a lot changed this week. Nah. So it's brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can find more information on all six of their sports books over at tunicatravel.com. You can figure out all of our stuff, podcast, YouTube, our picks, previews, whatever else, over at winningcureseverything.com. Let's jump in. Uh, we'll start at number 10. Um, and then once we get done with this, because well, I mean, we're, we're going to... Hang on. Not a lot changed. I, I kind of have a lot of movement in mind. Uh, towards the end, I would imagine. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. Um, but but we'll, like, we'll still kind of fly through this, and then I want to bring up like 11 through 25. 
sure. not that we have, but just talk about like what in the hell is going on here? Okay, you know. Um, so let's uh, let's start with number ten. Uh, I'll give mine first. Number ten, I got Central Florida. My number ten is Ohio State. Okay, okay, that's uh, that's reasonable. I think they had a good win, and uh, not a great win, but but they deserve to be in the top ten with the way they played this week and looking at their resume as opposed to everybody else. UCF did not cover this week, um, but, you know, they were playing Navy. Do uh, you think that – because Notre Dame didn't blow out Navy either. And, and oh, 100% I, teams do not run up the they score. They just don't run up the score. But here's the thing. Like, we like – we, the national media, like, really dings Notre Dame because, well, you didn't, you didn't blow them out, but other teams have. Like, come on, man. I, I think – it depends on what national media you're looking at. Like a lot of people understand, like the committee Navy Navy is going to. Well, no, the committee kept Notre Dame at number three. Like they were, you know. But that's one of the reasons they're not two is because. Well, well the they reason didn't. they're not two is because Clemson was just housing people and and they used eye test for whatever reason. Okay. Now I would we'll like get, to see we'll what it that. is this week. Yeah, we'll get to that because we'll Notre Dame that. with a backup quarterback housed the same Florida State team that Clemson just Cause did. Because I, I don't knock Central Florida for not – I mean, they handily won the game, and they yeah, just – Yeah, I mean, they, they, well, just they won by, what, 11? Yeah. Like but it, they, but they, like, they it was controlled the game from the entire time the game was yeah, going. Yeah, it was, it was never in doubt. Uh, number nine, West Virginia. Number nine, West Virginia. Okay. So we both see that. I, I made a point – before we even started my, my ranking, I said, I'm, West Virginia's going in this thing. How bad is TCU right now? I, Gary Patterson's got to wear this. I mean, that's my I guy. I've, I have I have ride with rode with him for a long time. Like obviously, he's not in any danger. No, right God, now, like no. and he's got a backup quarterback right now. But even when they had the starting quarterback, Sean Robinson, they still. I, I just uh, don't, man. That's a bad. I, I'm kind of curious as to why it's happening. Like, well, and and what's crazy is he's got the most talented roster that he has ever had there, stars wise, stars wise, stars wise. But he's pretty like, good at taking guys that were two stars and three stars and making them beat your five stars. But but why can't you take guys that are three and four stars and like because um, maybe coach they were, them up? Maybe they were overrated to begin with. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Okay? I mean, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Number eight. I've got Ohio State here. Okay. Uh, look, a, a win over a, a top 15, 16 team in the country at their place, beat them by three touchdowns, you know, and while things did not go exactly right early, like they were only up 9-6 to six after the third quarter, like they dominated that fourth quarter. Their special teams was perfect, like – I think they are they are getting ready for this Michigan game, and I would still pick Michigan to win the game, but it well, would that's why not. Got su- Michigan ranked higher than me. it would not surprise me in the slightest if they upset Michigan and Whoops, give. Yeah. You think you think Ohio State's going to be favor- not favored in that game? I think Michigan will be favored. In that I think game. it'll be a pick 'em. Well, I'm curious to see what it'll be when we get there. I am curious. While, while you're giving me your number eight, I'm so, going to look up so the, my uh, number the Sagarin eight, because that, and, that's a good and indicator. I, and I wrote it all down, and then I kind of thought about it. My number eight should be my number ten, and everybody else should be bumped up. I still have LSU in the top ten. They literally just gave up garbage time touchdowns. Like they went into Arkansas and they blew out Arkansas, and then they well, you actually up. moved LSU back into your well, top no, ten this week. Yeah, they, you no, didn't they, even have them. No, last I had week. them out last week, and 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 for some reason I had them eight, mainly just because I think man, their only two losses are to that road game to Florida and then to Alabama. And other than that, they've kind of handled everybody that they needed to handle. And a seven-point win against Arkansas. You, by the way, this Michigan-Ohio State thing, you are 100% right. 
uh, it, it would be a pick 'em pick because em. It, yeah. Michigan on a neutral field, Michigan would be favored by yeah, two or three? about three. Okay, like it'd be three point two points. I've been gambling for a long time, man. I know how this so, works. So <laughs> yeah, it'd be three point two points. <laughs> yep. And because of a home field advantage, which is rated at two oh. points, yeah. where is it? It's like two point seven five or something like that. It's less. So than three, so Michigan might be favored by half a point. Yeah, maybe on the road in Columbus. Can I tell but, you? Can I tell you what I love? What I love, love, love. Before the season started, I never do this, ever. I had Michigan plus seven on a look-ahead line before the season started. I could – And that. I am. and I, But I don't I, – I never do the look-ahead stuff because I'm like, oh, what if a quarterback – like a million things could happen. This is the last game of the season. A million things could happen But if you to don't put wrong. like a whole lot of money on it, like it's – But you know, well, I got kind of a little bit. But but here's my, here's my, my reasoning. I, I kind of thought there was going to be an Urban Meyer – when he was suspended, didn't really know what was going on, like fake heart attack, kind of monkey. Like, I was like, maybe Urban Meyer's not coaching this season. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. But <laughs> I I'm, wonder if Ohio State would have been better off with that. I, I get – I get, Ryan Day was, like, on no, he was fire. he was well. I get Michigan plus seven before the season starts. I, as long as as long as Patterson doesn't go down, I think I'm, I think I'm okay. Yeah, anyway. no, you're right. Uh, you're right. But I have LSU eight. They should be 10, so let's just pretend I had them at 10, Ohio State at 9, and West Virginia 7. Or 8. Yeah, yeah, 8, whatever. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then from here on, I think we might have the exact nope. same. No? Nope. Oh, you're right. I forgot about Okay. Yeah, uh, number you, 7, I've got Washington State. Yeah. My number 7 is UCF. That's where you have them at 10. I think that they – listen, I, I made it clear. All the teams that play no defense and just high-powered offenses – they can hang with those teams. The resume is no different, no worse than them, other than the fact that they're undefeated and all those teams have a loss. And they can score with anybody in the country. So your number six is Washington. Is State. Washington State? Now, did you see the interview with Leach after the ball game yesterday? No doubt, I saw so, that. I so watched they destroyed it twenty other times on YouTube. <laughs> they they destroyed Colorado thirty-one to seven, and then Minshew comes up and puts the mustache on him. And he's like, there's other guys on the team who got mustaches, too. Yeah. Had, I don't this know ain't why just they're... for him. Like, why are they just now popular? <laughs> I love that man. I, I I wish so bad that he would just get a job closer to where I lived. That's all I want in my life. <laughs> I think everybody in the country would think that. Well, like, know. Pullman is so far away it's, from the rest no, of, it, like, it, the it, world. It is so far away. Even if it was, like, if he coached in – I know that Washington State people have – like, even if he coached in Washington, like, I can get a flight from Memphis to Washington – yeah, like to Seattle. Yeah, to Seattle. Yeah. Um, but but you can't get a flight to Pullman. No. You got to go through Spokane, and then it's like a two-hour drive from yeah, there. Then I gotta, two yeah. And then hours. I got to rent a vehicle, and it's got to probably be an Ooh. off-road vehicle because I'm sure it's not like straight highway in Washington Mountain Country. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I don't know the region. I he he makes uh, he makes them interesting. So and before that, six, he was in Lubbock. Like I'm not going to Lubbock. Yeah, what no, the hell? Nobody's going to Lubbock, which makes what Cliff Kingsbury is doing, by the way. That much better. Correct. Like it, he, it, we deserve to talk about, or well, he deserves us talking about him, the media talking about him, and not trashing him. Like get him off the hot seat. Yes. He's doing well. He's doing fine there. He's got a third string quarterback. He's still holding in these games. Like it, they're they're probably going to go to a bowl game this year. Leave leave the man alone. Yeah, he's fine. I got you. Number six, I got Oklahoma. Um, and I think that might just be because like they've always just been there. Like they're winning games like they're supposed to. They've only got one loss and whatever. And I'm going to let you talk about Oklahoma and completely and out of my top ten. They all these people 
all these people saying they're one of the two or three teams in the country that could hang with Alabama or maybe give them a loss. Please get off my lawn. Get get off my lawn. Overtime to beat Army. It took all they had to beat a five-loss Texas Tech team. It took a missed two-point conversion to beat a five-loss Oklahoma State team. You, you're a 20-point favorite against all of these teams. You go down to the wire, but for some reason, people think they can hang with Bama. They could give Bama a problem. Really? Are you, are you kidding me? You play no defense whatsoever. Bama's going to make you punt. you got a great offense. Unbelievable. It'd be pretty high scoring. A Bama will score every drive they have against that garbage defense. Every yeah. single drive. In touchdowns, too. Like, we're not kicking field goals here. All right? In, in Oklahoma – absolutely going to punt against that Bama defense multiple times over and over and over again. Just please stop because of how poor they have looked against mediocre teams. Yeah. You don't get in my top ten. You just don't. That's totally reasonable. You left LSU out. I've got LSU in over them. LSU's offense is garbage. But LSU's defense would give you run, and LSU's offense would look unbelievable playing up against that garbage defense. I think you're probably right. Uh, who you got number six? One of my number six team is Washington State. Oh, Washington State. State. You yeah. already said that. You already said that. Number five. Um, now we're getting to where we probably are identical all I think the way we're out. identical. Um, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, I'm going to guess two and three are probably flipped. Uh, number, oh, yeah, that's right. Number five, I got Georgia. I got Georgia, too, and I kind of wanted to make an argument for Georgia at four. Man, I think Georgia's good. I think they're really good. Th- their only loss is that game where you went down to Death Valley and, and you played an, an LSU team that was – Coming off of a loss, well, and it and it snowballed on him, right? He yeah. he made he made a bad decision with the fake field goal. Yep, and and it just snowballed on him. He he got completely like, LSU got, got momentum completely out of their offensive game plan, got totally yeah. away from the run, and and you just can't do that. You can't become one dimensional against LSU. No, cannot do it. Cannot do it. All right, so Georgia at five, they're at twenty seven to ten win over Auburn. That's a pretty good win. Yeah, they, uh, that's, that's they they handed them it was, a butt with. It was tough early. They probably could have named their score at that point. Uh, number four, Michigan, forty two to seven over Rutgers. Um, you know, yeah, you, you can't you, 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 you can't just show learn up. anything against Rutgers. Yeah, you just show up and and do what you got to do. But that's a, this is a great Michigan team. We didn't learn anything new this week. Uh, number three, I've got Notre Dame. So I I still have Clemson. Okay, and I'm not. Clemson hasn't done anything to change my mind. And, and the reason is, is Notre Dame hadn't done anything to change my mind. And their resume is better than Clemson's. Yeah. It I can, just I is. can understand it. I, look, I can totally understand. I feel like on a neutral field that Clemson would beat Notre Dame. But, I mean, it could go either way. I, but here's the good thing about this is we're going to see them two play. and three. Like, we'll probably see them play. Here's so here, But here's the reason that you can't and say. And I say probably, but. Yeah. Here's the reason you can't say, well, they're two and three, so it doesn't matter where they rank. It absolutely matters where they rank because if somebody does something great on the back end, okay, and you're three, then you get bumped down to four and you have to play Bama or, or whatnot. And or you can get bounced out of this completely if you're three, but if you have a slip up at two, you might be able to stay in. Like there, there is a reason to want to need not to want, but to need to be at two and not three. Yeah, I mean, that I, makes sense. I, I think there is. I think uh, I think you're probably right. Uh, Notre Dame with a big game coming up against Syracuse. Uh, we'll, we'll see what they do with Syracuse as compared to what Clemson did. That's right. 
Uh, Clemson got them at home. Notre Dame gets them in Yankee Stadium. Uh, so number two, Clemson for me. Uh, you got Notre Dame too. Number one, Alabama. No, no, no question. Uh, I don't think any anybody's questioning that they now injuries are becoming a bit of an issue, but we'll worry about that when we get there. Uh, so eleven through twenty-five, the playoff committee's rankings had Ill- Kentucky eleven. They lost. Uh, NC State fourteen. They lost. Uh, Mississippi State 16, they lost but to Alabama, but that does give State four losses now. BC lost at 17, that gives them three losses. Michigan State at 18, that gives them four, four losses. losses. Uh, let's see, Penn State, uh, Iowa lost at 21, uh, that gives them four losses. Correct. They lost three in a row now. Uh, Fresno State at 23, they lost. And Auburn at 24 lost. That gives them four losses. Who is going to be in this thing? I don't know. I mean, you, you got so so in the Massey composite. I, I'll you had, tell you this: I don't think Auburn falls far. Getting beat up by a top five team doesn't. I don't. I don't think it doesn't. I don't think State you. falls far either. State shouldn't fall far. BC getting, probably shouldn't fall far because they. they but here's the deal: like they is, didn't have far to go. Well, well, but BC was at number seventeen. Yeah, and and they were I right think, behind Mississippi State. I so, think but they the question stay is in the top twenty five. I I wonder if they do, depending on what we find out about. Didn't Andy matter. Brown. Didn't ma- see you shouldn't. No, say, it does matter because the guys the hurt. I can't put them in the top twenty-five. They're still in the top twenty. They've still earned the right to be in the top twenty-five. Are they a top twenty-five team without him though? The, but it, that's not that's not what the purpose of this thing is. That's not yeah. what the purpose of this thing is. If Tua got hit by a bus tomorrow, Alabama is still number one because of what they've done, not what we think they can do this point forward. I mean, okay, okay, okay. I, I see where you I, have to grade them on what from. their resume is, not what we think they'll be. That's not okay because anything yeah, but, can but, happen when we play these games. But one of the factors of their thing is eye test. That's stupid. So either but way, on, but, but we, eye test is what has. All right, if you want to use eye test, you have to use eye test of what you've seen, not no, no, your eye test, test of what you're projecting. Your eye test of what you have seen with Boston College is they put up zero offensive points. Okay. Against Clemson, yes, and Clemson's a but really good team. So but they, that's they, against one of the best defense, if not the best defense in the in in, in the uh, college football. No, you're right. Uh, I think Fresno State is taken out. I do too. And I think Utah State takes their place. Yeah, I completely agree with that. That's that's exactly. So nothing really changes there. You just take one team and bump them out. So at at that point, um, let's see. South Carolina lost. NC State. Uh, will NC they State, will they still be in it because of the committee? What do you project? What do you think? You think the committee just loves the ACC enough? They've got enough political pull to say, well, they've only got three losses, so we got to keep them in, right? Well, I think Look at the, all these four The issue teams. is they've got all these other teams that have lost so much. Um, That's I think they probably keep them in, but they'll be like 23, but they, 24. But we, we agree, like, they don't belong. No, they don't belong. I mean, there's literally 40 teams beneath them that would be. So does does Maybe A&M 40, find but. a way to get back in? Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Does Army get in at, at – Eight and two, UAB at, at I, nine I, and one. Hang on, I do think you put Army and UAB in because of their resume and what they've done, and all these other teams are getting beat all the time. I think uh, I think Cincinnati deserves to be in. Duke is sitting at seven and three. They could find a way in yeah, there. They, I think um, they need to be in. Buffalo is sitting at nine and one now. Yeah. So Buffalo could find a way in that there. That Temple loss to Buffalo doesn't look so bad. Uh, Texas Tech is at five and five. App State is at seven and two. Yeah, you can't. You I can't mean, put any of those teams in. 
See, Arizona State's got four losses. They're six and four. Like Virginia, maybe jumps back in at seven and three. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Pitt's got four losses, but they look like one of the best teams, like one of the top twenty-five teams. Oh, but I've I've been saying the same thing about Temple too. Like, I know they got four losses, and they'll probably never see the top twenty-five. But damn, it's kind of hard to watch the way they play right now. Watch the way Pitt plays right now, and say they don't belong in this top twenty-five. Yeah, it's it. I mean, this is a strange year. Strange year, man. Because it's it, not oh, it's not oh seven strange, but it's it's breaking out to be a weird year. It's yeah, because you you got oh seven like, was weird. You from got the top one ten to twenty five. Yeah, you got the top ten, and then the top five is pretty solid. And, and then, then everything that, else yeah. is just what in the world is going on here? I wish Wazoo could do something to get in. Well, I guess they would need chaos. They would they would need. Are you talking about to get in the playoff? Yeah, they would need Georgia oh, to lose to Georgia Tech, but still beat Alabama. Like that, like we would need something weird like that. Yeah, I mean it'd have to be crazy. Yeah, I mean you would you would need a, and and then you would need I don't know Michigan. You'd need Northwestern to win the Big Ten. You would need Pitt to win the ACC. But hey, if those two things happen, you got to put Wazoo in. Yeah, like you end up with UCF and Wazoo in this damn thing. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier. In all of the world, because we know who the champ is, we know who the best team in football is. Yeah. That that's that's that debate is over. So so let's just make this thing fun. Um, that's gonna wrap up our top ten. <laughs> Go to tunicaltravel.com. Go to winningcureseverything.com. That is the winning cures everything college football week eleven top ten. <laughs> all right. Every week, I, I generally do a five and six. I'm not going to this week. This week, we'll start with number four. Who number you got four. as – well, uh, you know what? I didn't even explain what we're doing. Yeah. This is the playoff predictions. This is our college football playoff predictions after week 11. Uh, yeah. I and mean, it's, it's brought it's, to you by Tunica Travels. <laughs> well, Tunica, Mississippi. It's brought yeah. to you by Tunica, Mississippi. Uh, their website is tunicatravel.com. There you go. They got six awesome sports books down there. Go check them out. TunicaTravel.com has all your information. Going over to WinningCuresEverything.com as well. We got all your picks, previews, all that kind of stuff. If you're on YouTube, hit subscribe for us. We do this every week. We post up NFL, college football videos. We'll be transitioning into uh, uh, college and NBA basketball um, after the football season. Once football season. Uh, and, we, and we will toss up MMA and whatever else too. So if this is your first time, welcome in. Whew. All right. Uh, college football playoff predictions after week 11. Who's number four? So this is what I think the committee is going to do, not what yes, I this want. Is, this is I for pre- yeah. our predictions for Selection Sunday. Correct. So December, what is it, 2nd? Sure. Dece- Sunday, December 2nd. This is what we think will happen at 11 Sunday, o'clock right. Central Time. These are the four teams that we believe will be in the playoff. Correct. I got Michigan number four. I got Michigan number my, Mine has not changed in three weeks. Mine has not – well, it has not changed for those three. It changed this week. Okay. I got Michigan four. Who you got three? Well, my three is Notre Dame. I don't think the commi- – I think Clemson's going to win out, and I think Notre Dame's going to win out. And, and, you think and the I committee think the committee Clemson is going to than... continue to buy into Clemson being over Notre Dame, which I disagree with, but that's okay. I moved Notre Dame up to two this week. I'm, I'm, that makes me feel good that I'm not on this island alone. But The reason I moved them to number two is I have Georgia at number three. Come on, baby. 
Come on, baby. I have a bad feeling this man right here makes about smile. Alabama this year. The Tua injuries are frightening. I have seen what Georgia does in revenge spots. They lost the national championship last year on a last-second thing. Their offensive line looks insanely better. What's the guy's name? Ben Cleveland? Yep. He's back. That dude's a stud. Um, Guys, they, they, they are running the football like madmen right now. Their defense looks outstanding. What Mississippi State did to Alabama gave Georgia a blueprint for how they can slow down that offense. Well, I mean, LSU I, did the same thing, too. I agreed. Defensively. Um, but, but LSU was not – like, LSU had to manufacture – They just couldn't score. Well they, well, they couldn't score, but they had to manufacture pressure on Tua – Mississippi State didn't have to do that. Well, they were able and to do it with four. But the, yeah. their front four are all four NFL guys. Yeah. And they're upperclassmen, too. And they know fresh. Now, Georgia doesn't have a whole lot of, you know, the upperclassmen, that kind of thing. They 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 got a bunch of babies. But they got dudes. But they got dudes. Oh, those, don't, don't call them babies. Well, I'm, I'm saying babies as far as freshmen and sophomores, right? Like, they, but they, they dudes. They, they some real dudes. And I Man, just – I what get a, the what a call. I get the feeling – that Georgia is going to beat Alabama. Got Georgia at three. Because I, I, I don't think to, like if Tua was healthy, I think this would be completely different. I don't think what Tua is going through, like his problem is with his plant leg. Yep. You, balls are going high. Like Im- immediately after he gets sacked and he's and he's favoring his knee and he's whatever. The next play, he looks he like comes he out can't put pressure on, him. and he throws a pick yep. like to a linebacker. Yep. Like it's there is a problem here, and I mean we could see some problems against Auburn. Like it, the, I don't think the Auburn game is going to be a blowout by any means. Um, but yeah, I, I've got Georgia at three. I think Georgia is going to beat Alabama in the in the All SEC right. championship game. So so this is mine is boring because mine is the same. I got Clemson two. I got Bama one. This is what I think the committee is going to. What in the hell happens with yours? I got Clemson one. I got Clemson so who's one. Two? Number two. No oh, Dame. No Dame. No then three Georgia wow. and four Michigan. So you got Clemson against Michigan, which I think would be a fun matchup. I, Notre Dame against Georgia, which I think would be a fun matchup. I would take this college playoff because I really think any team could win it. Oh, I agree. If we get what you have and you somehow take Alabama out of it, I really do believe. Well, here's could, the deal: if you I, put Alabama in and you give uh, Tua a month to get yeah, healthy, no, it's over. Then I think no, it's over. I they, think it's done. They could be a four seed, and it doesn't matter. They're gonna they're gonna beat the hell out of everybody. Which makes me wonder if, like, it, and I, I am of the opinion that they will put Michigan in if Michigan wins the Big Ten. See, this is where I, we disagree. What gets, what gets crazy is if Alabama loses the SEC championship game and then Ohio State beats Michigan. Yeah. Do you put Ohio State in you, over Bama? Do you put a one-loss Ohio State Big Ten champion? And I think they do because Michigan is so highly rated and Ohio State's last impression would be, you know, whatever with Northwestern, but – you know, last impression beating a, a top four Michigan team. So at that point, like, I mean, it gets a little crazy at that point. But yeah, I, I, I think Clemson, Michigan would be fun. Notre Dame, Georgia would be fun at that point. It, it's literally anybody's ball game. That's that's the playoff I want more than it, it's not a knock against Alabama. Well, the playoff you want includes Washington State and in Central Florida. <laughs> no, you're right about that. Look, let give give me a pit in a Northwestern upset. And, and 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 Georgia beating Alabama, and, and then let's just go crazy. And Auburn and Georgia both beating Alabama to take them completely out of this thing. And now, now I got a playoff I want. Mike Leach, if Mike Leach was able to to coach in two playoff games, 
Oh, it's God. only good for the world. No, I, I agree I with mean, that. I mean, it makes the world a better place. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. <laughs> guy's so great. Whew. All right, so, uh, so to recap, I've got Michigan, Georgia, Notre Dame, Clemson. And I'm, I've got Michigan, Notre Dame, Clemson, Bama. I'm the boring one here, which is – you make I, me smile. You know – like, I wanted to be the boring one, obviously. You made me smile. Like, for those that don't know, like, I am. So, I'm the Alabama fan. He's the LSU fan. Uh, but I, I I see the writing on the wall with this Bama team. Like, they have been uh, put on this pedestal for so long. Because you just but, – but you really are that and, good. I mean, two and, is that good. But and, and he is when he's healthy. So, hang on. Let's let's take, like, we've gone really long. You've stuck with the podcast. And, and this is a pretty short video. Let me ask you a question. Alabama has never been the team that was dependent on one player. Like, you got, like, five, six deep at every position. Oh, I'm so not another. saying that Georgia would, like, blow them out. No, no, but, but the fact that Tua matters so much to where they're a two-touchdown favorite over everybody, but without him, I mean, they, they could get beat by an Auburn and a Georgia. But they could also beat in Auburn. Oh, no, and they absolutely well, no, could here's, win here's the other side of those games also. Jalen Hurts also has... He ain't has, no punk. No, he's a good... He's he's won like 30-something games in college football. Yeah, but he's he's at like 40 or 50% oh, right now. Oh, no, if he can't play... That's the deal. Like, he had a high ankle sprain in the fourth quarter yeah. against Tennessee. I remember he couldn't play against He the had LSU to have game. surgery. Yeah. And after he had surgery, came back, Still is walking yeah, with a limp. Yeah, he, he so, couldn't move at all. And LSU. and if you are counting on Jalen Hurts to just sit back there and throw the football, oh, no, no they they could beat that, anybody. They exactly. will lose the Auburn game. And so I mean, if you end up with a like you're playing against Georgia with like Mac Jones, oh no, like and That's you know what's funny, like Gardner Minshew. I will disagree with you on that. Then if you say alabama without tua no if matt jones is a quarterback against a team like georgia that's well prepared yeah well they, coached, they will be and they're fully healthy they will no, get they, smoked they I, I do think that well they might not get smoked i don't think that's a game alabama can win though like i wouldn't put a money line bet on bama no i, I agree with that and as a matter of fact like without tua or jalen yeah that's i, I think now georgia, we're having a different i think georgia would be favored yeah oh no i oh and so, no, there's no doubt. Uh, but uh, the funny thing I was talking about is Gardner Minshew at Washington State, who is like on everybody's Heisman list, and da 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 da. And rightfully so, by the way. Rightfully so. My guy. He was supposed to be your fourth stringer at Alabama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he had already committed. He was already going to Tuscaloosa. He and made then the gets right call decision. He, he gets, absolutely made the right that decision. That man's going to go to a New Year's Six Bowl, probably the Rose Bowl, and he's probably going to go to New York. It, it, how crazy is it, though, that Alabama's quarterback room was going to include, yeah. like, those three but guys? But nobody knew Minshew was going to be what he is. And I don't know that he's that in Alabama. I think that's a lot of you've got maybe one of the best guys to coach your quarterback that you could give your son to or a guy could go to and say, hey, I want to learn to play quarterback. Agreed. Like, hey, Agreed. my name's Mike Leach, and I know everything about I, I know offense. all about Air Raid, and yeah. your son is really good at Air Raid. Yeah. We're going to make him accurate at throwing yeah. the football. Um, yeah. That was awesome. That did works out pretty well. Amazing all right, smile. so that was our playoff prediction for college football after week 11. Go to tunicatravel.com. Tunica, Mississippi is a sponsor of the show. We thank them. We appreciate it. We do appreciate them. Uh, WinningCuresEverything.com is our site. Go over there. Check out all the stuff that you need to get in on the football picks contest on Tuesdays. Uh, I think it's going up on Wednesday morning the last couple weeks. But we're going to try and get it on Tuesday. I, I've been a little no, a little swamped. No, you do a great job. Um, you put a lot of but, yeah, so go, go check those things out. 
We will catch you guys later on this week. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at ChrisBGiannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time... Have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.